0: hello and welcome to netflix i'm your host helen kelly and this week we are taking to the runway and giving you our best vogue as we discussed next in fashion the catwalk competition show which shows up-and-coming designers battle it out in a series of challenges today i'm joined by a panel of celebrity a-list judges head of lifestyle lauren o'callaghan and deputy lifestyle editor emily hodgkin welcome hello 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 So, Next in Fashion is quite literally a very high stakes competition featuring some of the world's best innovative designers who want to be the next big name in fashion but haven't quite had their break yet. So, they've all got their labels but they're just trying to like kind of Mm. get into the mainstream fashion world. It's hosted by star of Queer Eye, Tan France, and style icon Alexa Chung, who also has her fashion line. The series begins with 18 designers who are keen to win the incredible prize of quarter of a million dollars I would love that too and a chance to debut their collection on Netta Porter. To start with the designers are paired up and they have to work in teams to kind of go through a range of challenges and um, eventually it gets whittled down to I think maybe six and they're all split off and they work individually and then it comes down to like crunch time and they are judged by an incredible panel of judges and we have guests including Tommy Hilfiger and Christopher Kane and at the end of each episode we see them as I've mentioned booted off and then we have the final two which I was very excited about. So now everyone knows what the show is about, is it worth a watch and why? Oh definitely, I loved it. I I do think
1: I think it's really high quality, like high production. I've watched so many fashion shows that are just really a bit, you know, like glue guns and sequins and a bit cheap, whereas this felt real. I could, I would wear a lot of what I saw, actually. So, yes, do watch it.
2: I was not so sure. I Ooh. There were elements of it that I loved. I love fashion, so seeing mm. the clothes being put together for me was great. But, you know, I felt that it was it was very formulaic so it became quite samey and I also felt that they struggled to find a good place to to position it so it it's either kind of for basic people not (laughs) basically but but people with a basic understanding of fashion who are coming to it or it's it's not it's for people with a more in-depth knowledge and I feel they really they tried to do both yeah they did try and do both and therefore for me I wouldn't come back to it it didn't get my fashion buds tingling because it felt too basic for me Mm, that is
1: interesting I have been described as basic in the past so (laughs) maybe that's why I liked it I mean I know what you mean like the little video VT things they did like Alexa's tips and stuff they felt a little bit like now we're trying to be inclusive to people who know nothing about styling but actually the rest of the show wasn't for those people you know they had guest judges yeah there were some really big names but then there were some more niche names some of the stuff that they were doing was quite neat so it was a bit more they probably you're right could have grabbed that more with both hands and just gone after that whole thing rather than doing the like weird little and then if you want to style up a boiler suit
0: put a like a top underneath or just yeah Mm. okay cool you know so do you think instead of doing like how to wear denim or like how to make your kind of outfit more rock um or what the best athletic wear is do you think they should have done it more as in how bake-off do it where this is where this originated from or like this is what this kind this is where tie-dye came from yeah like a history of denim is actually really interesting how it
2: is picked up as a fashion Mm. um material instead of you know a utility material uh You know, and you presume that people who are really interested in fashion don't need to be told that they can wear a turtleneck jumper and uh, a boiler suit if they want to, you know? Mm, mm,
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, But there were some ways I felt it really updated the format, which was really good, like bringing um, Eva Chen in, I thought was like a, a stroke of genius because Instagram is dominating fashion and kind of where fashion's headed, which I think is quite problematic and did weigh out in terms of, you know, who the winner was which Mm. I'm not so sure about, but yeah, I thought that was a good way of updating the kind of project runway format.
1: I liked also that they've moved on from that like bitchy competition vibe. It was much more about like collaboration and working together and the teams that survived in in the initial bit where they were partnered up were the ones where there was real synergy and they I felt that they really didn't try like previous kind of shows like that they really amp up the slightly like bitter bitchiness. Whereas mm-hmm. this they didn't have that and I'm glad because I do think those types of shows have moved on and like uh, you know that was actually quite nice everyone was just like a nice person you were really rooting for for people there were so few people on there that I just thought god no you know most of them I was like god you're so nice like you really want this you're passionate I had a little cry at the end because I'm yeah. so happy for like the, the eventual winner <laughs> I know I'm a loser so yeah I do I liked that about yeah, it
2: yeah and also following on there's a lot of um designers taking part at the beginning but I also mm-hmm. felt that they managed to give a little bit of time to each designer to it kind of explain what they were about I felt yeah. like I got to know them and I understood their like fashion journey so what they were about why they were designing what they were designing and they were all really it was quite uplifting like my favorite person ever Angelo who, the, oh yeah
1: the Italian he was so
2: great I absolutely loved him yeah, like he was great what, what a gem I want more of Angelo yeah
1: I also <laughs> want his entire wardrobe it's yeah, brilliant he's honestly incredibly well dressed
2: yeah but it was nice yeah because that is a fashion
0: stereotype which I think has to die I agree and I think maybe to mix it up as they come as the competition went on do you think they could have done like small challenges so kind of being like, oh, you've got 10 minutes to put this together or style this. Or I don't know. Just make it a bit more.
1: Well, I don't really, know. I think that would have taken away from the point of it, which was yeah. the designs. And I think it, that would have made it a bit gimmicky for okay. me, potentially.
2: Yeah. One of my criticisms was that I think that they could have been more heavy on d- design aspects if they were going to tailor it more towards people with who are more fashion insiders. So I think that kind of thing would detract from that you know it would make it a bit more drag race Mm. which is you know obviously great and wonderful but then it's even less about yeah that's it so the uh, process uh, yeah which is what it should all be about the the creative creative
0: process (laughs) (laughs) so you think being a fashion show it would just be aimed at like influencers want to be designers stylists people Mm. who are fashion is their life basically but being dropped on netflix it's kind of been opened up to this wider audience it's you can kind of see it when you're like flicking through looking for something to watch you can watch a little preview um instead of it just being on like I don't know sky living or like a a smaller channel where you have to go and search it out if you're wanting to watch it so you can kind of stumble upon this um it's also kind of like a heartwarming show I feel like a Mm. bit. it is a bit like I mentioned bake off Mm. where you kind of get to know the contestants or designers and you kind of start to root for who you want based on like their story do you think you have to love fashion to watch this or do you think it does appeal to a bigger audience because you don't have to know how to bake to enjoy bake off yeah of course I don't I don't think you do have to love fashion to love this I will say that
1: actually the person I rooted for throughout who was spoiler alert Daniel um I wasn't his story that got me I just thought he was so talented and I loved his designs but and yet I also loved the other finalist, Minju, partly because of the story. So it works both ways, I think. It would be interesting because I actually watched it with somebody who has, he won't mind me saying, zero fashion like knowledge. And he really enjoyed it. And I think that was probably why. Because they put in enough of that like heartwarming element. And you kind of found yourself cheering for different people. And as you say, you start to really care about them. Whereas I was watching it because... I love clothes so you know and I liked that side of it so I do think there's a little bit of something for everyone.
2: Yeah it's accessible you know like we can all appreciate a good what a good cake looks like and imagine what it tastes like (laughs) and we can all appreciate what is aesthetically pleasing versus what it's not and that's effectively what it came down to you know in the judging too. They don't get too technical when they're discussing why one outfit is better constructed than another mm. it's just more I love this look wow I love yeah. the volume oh that's so new although yeah. I do like
1: I liked that they were like you know they had um the stylist uh Elizabeth Stewart so she was there to give that that kind of okay, I could put some my client in this, but then they also had designers who would talk about the technical side of things and then they'd talk about like the wearability. So there was a, bit, a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. They had a kind of like, what I did like was I had a scope
2: across the whole industry in, yeah. in that way. And also like, you know, it's really important. The person who wins this is going to be stocked on net porter for a bit anyway. But to have a, a brand that is really... Has a lot of longevity. Like people actually need to buy it, Mm. and so you need to have insight from fashion buyers on whether they think people are going to. Mm. And you don't get that on some other fashion shows yeah it's just about the outfit and not where it fits
0: into the fashion market as a whole. It's a bit like X Factor in that sense because you're not just yes, X Factor is an entertainment show, and you do go on people's like journey, like why they're there and their kind of sob stories, that kind of thing, but then when it comes down to it they need to be able to sing Simon Cowell wants someone who's going to sell records so it's kind of like that you need someone who's going to sell clothes and is going to sell out that Mm. and I I, think with the winner you did get it. I found
2: myself wondering if there's going to be like an x-factor sort of um effect here where like often the winner doesn't go on to be as commercially successful as the runners up and I felt I mean skipping ahead a little this year's winner had less of a commercial viability than the runner up because her it's Minju her collection was like a more of a fashion moment I can see it being Mm. on it on Instagram more. they were all going on about you know Instagram this whole time obviously they had Eva Chen there but you know this is going to be an Instagram moment blah 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 but Instagram moments only last so long and amazing you know front cover and editorial dresses do whereas you know I could see real people buying Daniel's clothing which is gonna make him much more viable for
0: a long time you know 100% yeah I think like you said with Minjus it was very much when you went with it like being fashion week at the minute you see mm-hmm. influencers and editors and stuff there and you're watching it on Instagram and you'll see it and there's always something that kind of is the standout moment I mean you had Alexander McQueen all of his shows were really like yeah the one you wanted to go to he had the the dress with the machines painting it so i feel like that's kind of what minju's show was more like whereas daniel's i liked his clothes don't get me wrong but i feel like they were more commercially accessible if that Mm. makes sense like i'd probably be able to afford it and wear it whereas with minju's it would be if I was super rich and on the red carpet kind of thing mm, yeah. and there was or oh, the Met Gala or something. I
2: don't think any of Minju's final collection dresses were flattering to anyone who's not a model either. This is a problem. They're like an art piece of art or construction, um, which is not the same as a fashion
1: collection that women are really going to buy and be able to wear. I think that it was really... I mean, the two shows, I think it was clear who on the back of those shows, it was going to be Minju, really. Yeah. Um, the show was outstanding. I also think that you saw the influence of the money of Netta Porter there, because while Daniel's incredible, the fact that he's worked for Victoria Beckham, Louis Vuitton, Burberry, you can really feel that in his collection. So ultimately, were they really going to stock someone who's a competitor? It's like, could have been a competitor to brands they already have, or were they going to stock Minju, who really, who was she, who... It, Do they stock who's just like her? Nobody. So I think that's the thing. It's that ultimately, and also her designs, I could really see them like resonating more for the Asian market. Whereas his designs had a very like, well, they had quite a British aesthetic, which I love. Yeah. I absolutely mm. love. But mm. I suppose for Ned to Porter, they have to think worldwide and like who, where is the money being spent on fashion right now? Well, it's Japan, it's China, you know, it's Korea. Like, they're those are the people who are spending, spending, spending. So they were, I suppose, picking a designer who was really catering to that with the aesthetic. um So I think as soon as I saw that show, just for so many different reasons, I was like, I just as much as I love Daniel, and I really wanted to be him, and I would buy his clothes in a heartbeat. I felt that it was going to be her and i was happy for her obviously now the
2: defense of daniel though can we just say that in a lot of other challenges he he lent in one episode he helped minju out by yeah. giving him the a fabric finale. he was going to use yeah. he was the one who came up with the execution yes. of her like showstopper dress yeah. like yeah. he was so, a lovely person yeah i mean what yeah. a guy yeah. and you know if without him helping her do that showstopper dress she might not have been able to pull it off technically and you still have yeah. to pull things off technically as a
0: designer yeah. She was very much down to the last minute a lot of the time. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Daniel, I felt, was more calm and collected. Mm-hmm. And when he was with Carly, he was quite like "Oh, love love of a little bit of had the of had the same aesthetic. Yeah. But then when a bit a bit like, I'm not going to get this of and she kind of like, walked off, he really worried for her. So it yeah. was of kind of like... Yeah. We we are all competitors, but yeah. at the end of the day, we're all in design, and we know how hard this is. So let's be nice to each other, and I think that really helped. Yeah, I think definitely
1: he was my standout for that as well, just in terms of being one of the nicest people on the show, and you know, like with Minju and Angel, they had a really sweet dynamic as friends yeah. and stuff like that. But they both of them seem to get a bit like in a flap, whereas he, as you say, you could tell he runs his own label because he just had that sort of like calm, which, considering how young he is as well, was really impressive. How old is he? Uh, He only left college, you said, like three years
2: ago.
0: So he must be like early
2: 20s. Amazing. Also, I have to say, I absolutely love that he had this sustainable uh, drive because also, you know, that is what is next in fashion. I feel like Minju is more actually now in fashion. Yeah. And Daniel had more of that forward-looking drive in terms of the sustainability, which everybody's gonna If only you
0: could blend the two together. Who do you think should have won when it came down to the winner Minju Kim what do we all think I loved her I loved her with Angel what do we think should she have won oh,
1: it's really hard because I really 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 wanted Daniel to to make it all the way and then once it became clear that like they separated off as pairs and um Carly left and it's just, I really wanted him to win but actually if I just watched the finale nothing else I Minju was the winner for me
2: I mean, I think from the perspective of the show, it works for them to have Minju win. Like, call me a cynic, but she's got this whole kind of story of being so like this imposter syndrome sort of I'm I'm I just don't have any belief in myself like blah Mm. blah blah so I I don't know like you've come this far um (laughs) call me you know heartless and cynical um so I think for the show I mean that's what they would have wanted I mean it was nice to see her family and everything uh I think Daniel had a little bit less of that emotional Draw for audience, the audience, and less of a what felt like a journey. Um, but I wanted Daniel to win. I prefer. I think he performed better overall. Although Minju's collection was stunning as well, I think that it's more of a moment, less of a
0: feasible brand. So obviously we know Minju won, mm. but do you think she would have won if she hadn't been with partnered with Angel at the start? Because no. I don't know if they would have got that far and. When I watched it, I just wasn't sure if I liked the idea of them being in pairs. And I didn't. I really didn't. I actually hated it. And I thought.
1: I'm not going to enjoy this program unless they start separating them off. Um, because partly because I think we lost, there were some designers we lost that I was actually interested in and we lost because their partner wasn't good enough. And yeah, I just thought 100%. that was so stupid, you know. So there was that element of it. And then also, as you say, I do think there were people who got to slightly hide behind the fact that their partner was stronger um, and so carried along from way further than they would have gone. So, yeah, the, the part I understand why because the numbers that they were dealing with, but I didn't like the partnership element at all, actually, no.
2: I was very confused as to why some t- pairs uh, appeared to be friends who had worked mm-hmm. closely creatively together before and some had appeared to have just met. I didn't really understand that decision. Either you want to have the drama of these designers with yeah. conflicting visions working together or you don't. And also, yeah. isn't it incredibly unfair to have effectively creative long-term teams working together and then two people who've just met working together? Yeah. Like, What's the, the yeah. p- thinking behind that? Because we I
0: th- had like Angelo who didn't really have any... Technical experience. No. Yeah. He didn't really know how no, to sew. Love he loved him. Yeah, yeah he adored Wonderful. <laughs> but his partner did kind of carry him. Yeah, and 100%. when Angelo left, I can't remember who his partner was, but he kind of sailed through a little bit more and he had yeah. everything done like so. He was very calm and he didn't have his was own brand.
1: Charles, his partner? Potentially, yeah, I think. I think. Um, and then there was the guy um, <laughs> Julian and Haley. So I was really interested in Julian. He was the one who used to be a sh- soldier, um, mm. and then you saw him talk about his family and how they don't speak anymore and whatever. And then she was the Scottish lady. Ah, uh, yes. I and I was that. I was just angry. I just thought, I'm sorry, she isn't good enough, and he, she's dragged him down by insisting on her vision for this. Like as soon as she said, "Oh, Elvis inspired," I just thought, "You're go- you guys are going home." I didn't even need to look at it because I just thought, "Well, this is next in fashion," and you're talking about some guy from the 50s and like I just knew it really annoyed me so we're saying
2: justice for julian
1: yeah, yeah. basically like a
2: drag racing where we bring julian back like you know like vanji came back because obviously vanji was robbed uh julian <laughs>
0: bring julian back
2: yeah justice for julian actually also, hashtag, hashtag it the
0: <laughs> round before that she wasn't happy with his choice no and, was and like, they, loved really it. Bad. Yeah, they loved they it yeah they loved it so then he was like okay I'll take a step and back I, and she stepped forward yeah, and they hated it yeah and I kept <laughs> thinking of,
1: after that episode I thought ah maybe now what they might do is switch up the pairings mm. or something like that just to, to acknowledge the fact that it really wasn't working for these two and I I do feel I don't know that he would have won but I don't think we saw enough of him and he could have gone a lot further but for the fact that he was paired with someone who designed like they were designing for Topshop circa awesome. 2006 so so top
0: shop. So top shop. So top shop. Very critical <laughs> in here. So on this, on kind of the quality of the designers, do you think there are people who... Could have won, but just weren't given the chance.
2: But the two designers who were kicked, almost kicked out in the streetwear. For, oh, yes, for Ryan Kiki. Ryan Kiki. See, I feel like this, and I've seen some kind of social media response from this where it was kind of a bit problematic because, you know, they come from a very specific background with streetwear and they were not. Given an ability to shine because a lot of the challenges just didn't involve any of those kind of design techniques. And had it been a show where there it was more niche, they may have been able to shine. And I think this is another problem with getting designers with vastly different kind of talents and asking them to compete in a series of challenges. People are not always necessarily going to be able to show what they can do because some designers are great at streetwear and other designers are great at uh, red carpet dresses and it's unfair in a sense to compare the two when they're completely different ball games. I
0: guess, but then Daniel was very good with tailoring and suits and he kind of managed to adapt and he did they did the mm. lingerie and the athletic wear and with his, was it his athletic wear where he had the like kind of boating, English boating, rowing kind mm. of theme and he kind of adapted that really well to come from his background. So I don't know and if all, I, I agree also, completely I, with you. I'd agree, but for the fact that there's there's, like streetwear look
1: where they nearly went home and they didn't was just not outstanding. Like this was mm. the moment for the yeah. for them to shine and it was actually kind of not great. And I think the only reason they didn't go home is because the guest judge that week who was um Kirby Jean mm. Raymond knew that for his credibility, he couldn't, couldn't, send, send, them he, them couldn't send them home on that week. Yeah. So they had that's why they didn't do it, but they should have because they, the it just
0: wasn't great. Most interesting episode politically yeah the drama. Yeah let's talk about that episode a little bit very quickly. When it came down to it, there was a lot of upset that for Ryan Kiki didn't go home because the contestants thought they should have gone home. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you said with the credibility that that can affect? Like, Oh, it definitely oh- did. He walked away because he knew he could not stand there and
1: watch somebody who was part of the found, like one of the founding mothers of fubu like the biggest streetwear brand in the world so influential at the time um you know the influence it's had on streetwear fashion like can't be kind of compared he couldn't sit, stand there for the streetwear week and go yeah bye you have to go home like he knew that that's why he walked away and i don't i don't i was like afterwards it's called like, oh, manufactured drama and then i thought about it and i just think no actually i think he probably knew that that ha- they had to stay i do feel were they they were up against claire they were up against claire i'd Felt that they should have gone myself. I anyway. They were my losing team, but it
0: was yeah. See, for me, for Ryan Kiki had been in the bottom a little bit more than yes. Claire and who she was partnered with. So I thought they should Claire should get more of a chance to just redeem herself another week. Whereas for Ryan Kiki, I thought they've been in the bottom three like three times. Yeah, that was and the they were time. the next time. So. But if you,
2: if you look at streetwear, it comes from a very specific place and it's mm. a very specific sort of fashion. And if you look at the two finalists, you know, it was someone who was effectively making ball gowns and beautiful dresses, which were interesting, but, you know, it's. It's been kind of the heart of the fashion industry for a long, long time. Streetwear is essentially still an, an, emerging to take to bit to take to, to make have an influence in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Same with Daniel and, and the tailoring and this whole rock and roll vibe. Which, while it was great, was still kind of like Kate Moss, circa two thousand seven. You know, was there any way in which a street two streetwear designers, even though they're prolific, were going to be able to break through like was that style of fashion ever going to be acknowledged by judges who, in this kind of environment may be more inclined to choose at the end of the day tailoring or ball gowns or what have
1: you? I think done right, yes because I think streetwear is the most exciting like fashion style right now it's where it's newness and if they couldn't translate Mm. on that on a program called next in fashion well then that was kind of their failure so i was expecting them to be the ones to pull out that pull out the bag but it just it didn't quite
0: work we also spend quite a lot of time with Tan and Alexa Mm. who host the series. So the pair have plenty of experience in the fashion industry. Um, We see them joking around, giving tips like we've already mentioned, but they also do really support the designers. And Mm. one of the things that I noticed was they were really quite honest at times. Like they were like, are you sure you're going to get this done? And they weren't like, you're you're running out of time. You've got five minutes. They were like, are you sure you're going to do this? They kind of did it in a nice, gentle way. But also when it came to, throwing someone off the competition they were quite ruthless I thought they were just like mm. no I wouldn't I'm sorry this disappointed me and they like didn't really hide it and I felt like when they looked at each designer's outfit they were like well best of luck and then they kind of like that was <laughs> yeah. a hint that you, yeah, you were getting through yeah and they kind of like just let that sink in and then went to judge and I felt like when they judged I did agree with their decisions most of the time, mm. but. What what did you both think of Tan and Alexa? Were they suited? Um, were they good together? Could we do a little switch around?
2: Um, I loved Alexa in this. I thought she was really great. She's become a lot more kind of confident I feel I feel like she was the kind of leading up the presenting you can tell that she I think she has more experience than Tan I think she's so charming um and yeah her fashion expertise really shone through as well you know she's worked as a model for many years and models tend to pick up a a lot of knowledge about how these kind of things work but also designing her own label Tan I'm not personally not just a huge fan
1: I could swap him out See, I love Tan, but I love <laughs> Queer Eye. I love Alexa, though, because, I mean, I grew up on Pop World, so Alex and Alexa, so I've kind of watched her career since she was quite young, um, and she is really good. And I, I liked their dynamic, but I just, I liked, I did like him. I think he bought something a, I don't know he's a bit more universal I think than she is like you know I just think that since that they obviously they're pitching this show at more than just like the fashion crowd he was a really smart move because the Queer Eye fan base is so massive um, and it's interesting actually because you know I've always assumed that maybe Queer Eye is a bit of a, like a secret cheesy show that I like to watch and you know cry to at home on my it's own it's not Lauren but, don't like, worry but everyone loves it and like, he um, Tan was it. I at, don't like, <laughs> okay what? Emily doesn't love it most people love it and he was at like the Vanity Fair oscar's party like he's clearly in with the crowd um so yeah he was a smart smart bring in i think
0: i think as well the two of them being british yes like i don't know i kind of got their kind of wit and their dry humor a lot more i don't know how that will translate across the globe um but i think alexa is just she is a style icon isn't she she's probably on like so many people's pinterest boards and like on (laughs) instagram and she's but she's also done she's got her online, but she's collaborated with like different well, yeah. yeah and hasn't she done a collection recently with barber i think or yeah her. yeah and um, so she kind of knows how to do that collaboration thing and mm. the, di- the, the designers all have to do that themselves mm. so i think she kind of brings that insight whereas tan he's more of the styling side of it and more i don't know accessible personable out of the two because we're used to seeing him like transform someone's wardrobe or yeah. see themselves in a different light on queer eye which I think kind of helped I felt like tan kind of made it like this really friendly like for the those who don't know too much about fashion yeah, yeah. whereas Alexa was like well this wouldn't work you wouldn't say this backstage and on the runway like no I wouldn't wear that because at the end of the day I think she just got that little bit more experience. Yeah,
2: because then what, I mean, if Tan is so accessible and he's he's essentially like, you know, a new Gok Wan and his job is styling people who don't know much about fashion who have normal wardrobes, what does he really bring to a high fashion runway
1: show? Because it's not the same sort of styling. It's a entirely different ball game. I think that that is more about his experience in the industry though like he's known for that now but he is you know I think he I think he was a buyer and he's been like star celebrities like I think he did a lot more he had like 20 years experience in the industry before Queer Eye so while he's a recognizable face I think he has enough respect in the industry I guess it's just that she's more well-known for being on the high end side of things I mean to me he comes across as quite green I mean obviously he does have this
2: experience but I mean maybe again that's where they were pitching it they're making these them do these kind of styling segments that uh, are aimed at people who don't know how like what kind of stripes to wear and maybe that's below tan's pay grade really and we could see a lot
1: more from him Mm, I think I suppose they have he has to be aware of his like queer eye um, branding, yeah, and to stay on brand for that because ultimately that's his kind of biggest money spinner, really. Um, so I, I guess that's probably why they got him to do that kind of thing. And it's a ne- they're both Netflix shows,
0: right? Yes, are they? Yeah. yes so, they are. Yeah, yeah.
1: I
2: mean, he'll be working with he'll know very well what the producers are
1: looking yeah. for. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. But also, I think if you've watched Queer Eye, and because I wasn't really sure what Queer Eye was when I saw it and was like, let's just watch this. And then I really got into it. Mm. So I think if you've watched him on Queer Eye and you're like, oh, he's on this Next in Fashion, what is this? And you watch an episode, like I watched it ahead of its release and was so obsessed with it. Like I binge watched it so quickly. Yeah, I watched it all in one go pretty it, much. You, you can't not. Like I was yeah. waiting for the next episode. So I think if you then watch this and you just get hooked and he kind of could bring like the Queer Eye fan base over and be like, look, this is what else I'm working on. This is another show and mm. introduce them to Next in Fashion. Whereas... They might not have if he wasn't part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also because I binge watched it because I loved it. When I told people about it, they were like, mm, I'm not sure. But then once they got into it, they're like, yeah, this is really great. Because I think it has that same effect that Queer Eye does. Yes. It makes you feel good, especially when you hear their stories and you see them succeed.
2: Yeah, I'm honestly so cynical. I was like, I could do it less of the feel good factor and more fashion. <laughs> like less of the, oh, soft stories and more, this is how... I constructed this jacket, I had to use this very specific stitch, you <laughs> know?
0: <laughs> Getting a very close-up on the sewing <laughs> yeah. machine. I mean, I would personally have liked a little bit more of that, so maybe that's something they do in the, in the future next series. series yeah. So very finally, before mm. we come to the end, final thoughts. Was Netflix the place for next in fashion? Do you want another series? If so, would you keep it the same or change it slightly?
1: I want another series. I would not... I'd have partnerships but I'd mix up the partnerships every week. Um that would be my biggest change. Um and I think yeah that that, that other than that I really liked it. I'm probably
2: going to stick to watching f- kind of fashion documentaries etc on YouTube where you can get a lot of a lot more interesting niche interviews and work with designers etc. I mean Alexa Chang has a sort of fashion um, video series with Vogue and that's more in depth and I find it a lot more interesting. The only way I'd come back is if, you know, there's a, a way more drama in the next series, more fights, more people threatening, <laughs> stealing fabrics off one another and, you know... Yeah, well, that's we did have someone
0: drop a fabric <laughs> roll on someone on else. On his face. That's oh my true. I
2: mean, also for the next series, can you please look into the safety of that kind of fashion dungeon or whatever it was because <laughs> it's clearly not fit for purpose.
0: Fab. Well... <laughs> That is it for this week's episode of Netflix in fashion. See what I did there. <laughs> um, thank you, Lauren and Emily, for joining me once again. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode. But until then, let us know what you thought of next in fashion on Twitter at Netflixpod.